we are rolling here. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, is right. This, that's what everyone's saying right now. It's <laughs> with you right there. That is Liz Mealy, my guest on episode 412. Woo! Yeah, 412 of these things here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. No Laugh Track Podcast. I am Justin Severson, the host, and I, like I said, I'm here with Liz Mealy. Hi, Liz. We met 10 minutes ago. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. I, I feel like we caught up. I know everything about you. You know everything mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we should have been recording. No, I'm kidding. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm like happy to be like, this is my first month back, second week, like doing a full run. So I'm like, I'm both like nervous and giddy at the same time. Mm-hmm. What is your history in Minnesota? think i was here like once or twice before i don't remember i was actually like walking around today i was like it's really pretty here like i don't know if i had a prejudgment of the city before but i spend such little time in each city that like i i i'm either like eh, or i'm like i don't know enough information so i don't think i had a feeling so like the big landmark that everybody hits up here mall of america have you been there? Do you want to go there or do everything to avoid it? No, I grew up in Jersey where the only thing we had was malls. I hate malls. I really do. They're so sad to me. I don't care that it's your biggest mall. Or... Oh, I'm not bragging about <laughs> it. Don't, don't get me wrong. What I, do you mean you don't want to go? Yeah, yeah. Don't Why do you wrong. hate us? I've already hit, like, because like, I'm such a cliche per- where I'm just like, I want unique things, but I've already been to a Starbucks and a Trader Joe's. So there's a part of me that's like, you know, I just have to hit like a Dunkin' Donuts and a Lululemons and I've hit all of America. But I, <laughs> so I'm cliche in the sense that probably I've been to every Target and every city in, you know, in the country because it's comfortable and I know where stuff is. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like, I need hair ties. I'm not going to get it from anywhere but Target. Um, they, they know you better than Yeah, else. I'm just like, I just feel like at home, every cashier is the same. Um, that's not true. That's very mean. Um, <laughs> but I, um, I also like trying to find unique stuff. So I grew up um, like 40 minutes outside of Philly. I've always hated Philly. I feel bad saying that. I just, I, I'm like, 45 minutes from Philly, an hour and 15 from New York, and I started in New York. I don't think I even did a gig in Philly until, for, like, a couple of years in. But that's, like, where I went to concerts when I was a teenager and gotcha. stuff. Okay. But I've always just, like, fuck Philly. Yeah. And I've been very open about that. Yeah. And then this trip, uh, and usually if I did a gig, it was, like, a one-nighter. So this trip, I was there, or I would stay with my parents. So I'm not even staying in a hotel. So I'm staying in a hotel. I'm there for three days. I write to my little sister's best friend who used to live in Philly. I go, what are what can I do during the day? Like, what's some things? I was like, I am my sister. Whatever Emmy likes, I'll like. And so she told me about some cool art stuff and some vintage stores. And there was this magic, magic garden. So I'm like, oh, what is this? Like a tree in a park? Like, this is probably gonna be something stupid. I'm so mean to Philly. I look it up. It's incredible. It's this dude. It's like mosaics. It's like like glass and cups and like broken. And it's like, it's all over this like 20 block radius. And then they also have a museum. I couldn't even get into the museum because it was sold out, but it was, you can see the free version of it everywhere. It's incredible. And I roamed around for two hours. It's people's backyard. It was like the coolest art I've ever seen. And it changed my mind about, I was like, I've, you, I've been wrong for 35 years about Philly. I'm wow. so sorry. And I just realized, like, I do that when I tour Europe because I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in Belgium again. I'm going to try to see as much as possible. You know, I, I I don't take for granted going overseas because I just don't know. If, I, I never even thought my life would bring me overseas. But, like, you know, I'll be in, like, Scranton and I'm just like, fuck you, Scranton. Like, you know, like, I, but now I'm trying to be like, okay, well, what are the things I already like that I'll enjoy? So I love street art. I love any kind of handmade stuff. I love flea markets. And all of a sudden I'll be like, in Cleveland, I'll go to an antique store and now I love Cleveland. Like, so I'm trying to be more open, but I, I'm starting to realize what a, 
what a stupid bitch I am because like <laughs> I really have been like not that I even think New York is all that great. I just I I'm never I I'm so I don't know if this is like a comics thing. I eat the same thing. I go to this. I every town seems the same to me. So I'm like, I'm going to eat a burger in my hotel room after my gig. And then if I go for a run, I'll be proud of myself. But I don't need to do anything here. I'm here for work. Yeah. Do you I want to ask you about that thing in Philly? Do, uh, was that is that a traveling show? Like if you go back there five years from now after telling everybody and then it's gone, is it going to be the no, biggest disappointment ever? Oh, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's like an installation. It's okay. like I can't even tell you how permanent it is. It is like uh, mosaics are like um, I learned about it in middle school. I did a project on it. So that's why I was so excited. Here we go. Um, but, you know, it's like um, I don't know if it has to be glass, but it's like, you know, pieces of glass that they they make and it turns into like a picture. Yeah. But so but this is like broken glass. This is like it's. There's art all over it, but this guy, I, I should know his name. I got, like, every pamphlet. I was so excited. Um, but he's been doing it since, like, I don't know, the 90s, and then it became an art installation in, like, 2008, which made me feel better because I called up my older sister, and I was like, are we just, like, fucking uncultured? Like, what's wrong with us that we lived 45 minutes from this place, and I never knew about it, but it didn't become a thing until 2008. Oh, you and, you know, I was already, like, on the road and being like, you know, fuck America. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I truly, I think I just didn't like my upbringing, that anything that reminds me of it, I just kind of shit on it. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's, again. Oh, I've. That's that's a natural instinct. <laughs> yeah, I feel really. like it. Yeah. So I I saw your set last night here. Yeah. Did you see my insecurity? I was like, guys, <laughs> is anybody here? <laughs> there, I, I I watched you comment on the different parts of the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, you said if so. What, what's the longest set you did during quarantine? Like last night, you did a little over fifty minutes. Yeah, I um, beginning of quarantine, I I was very fortunate, and I I'm. I I feel really grateful because I did cry during quarantine. I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't like my life's over. My career's over. Everything sucks. Um, I had my meltdowns, um, but I, I worked pretty consistently and I've always been really good. I never had quintessential success in this business. So I've always had to pivot. I've always had to make my own work. So this was annoying in the sense that I was starting to get work without trying and now I had to try again um but it was also really innate for me to just okay well wh- what can I do because I'm not going to sit on my ass for however long this is so I started getting I was very fortunate I started getting corporate gigs pretty quickly um so I did a couple corporate things early in the pandemic unfun to the point where like the first time somebody was like do you want to do an hour I was like sure and then the second time they were like do you want to do an hour I was like I'll do 40 because without laughs that's an hour you know what I mean like I started to adjust because an hour because if nobody's laughing you can't hear them or whatever it's just it's the most painful hour so it was good money because it was corporate but it was so pain and also like you hear the digital clock ticking also like you bomb and then you stay in a hotel room and you never stay there again or you bomb or you drive for four hours and you process your emotions i've never bombed in my pjs in my own room before and it's just not fun like i don't want to bomb near the things i love right you know what i mean your comfort spots i'm bombing in front of my cat how is she ever gonna look at me in the eye again like she was just like uh she was thinking i'm going through a breakup every day she's like what's wrong with you you're so emotional um so i did a bunch of corporates and then i did almost like it was it felt like nothing like my june i didn't there was no zoom shows there was no outdoor shows, there was like nothing and then it started to be a mix of like zoom shows and outdoor shows like park shows and stuff but then i just because i learned how painful it was if you weren't going to pay me the money i felt that 
work deserved, I didn't take anything over a half hour. So I probably did like a half hour five times in the last six months via Zoom. Yeah, wow. And then I did like one headlining. Things seemed like a little better in the the summer, uh, early fall, like September. So I did right. like two road headline things and then everything got canceled again. And Then we took that step back. Yeah, and then we went, we went back to hibernating. Yeah, uh, so I have, I know some things about you that we definitely need to talk about. Like your podcast, like a book that just came out. Yeah! Uh, I don't know, which order should we do those in? Let's do the podcast first. We're going to make people wait on this. Yeah, of, yeah, of course. With, yeah, with yeah. The book, what is it about? We have no idea. <laughs> uh, the podcast. I, you started that during... Like immediately, like I was in Europe, I was in the middle of a European tour and I was staying with my best friend who I now do the podcast with, but like she was supposed to open for me. I was going to be in Europe for like a month okay. and, I, and I was able to do two cities. I did Paris and London and I was still in London. I was going to head to, I think, Germany and um, everything got canceled and I went home because I, you know, can't have a pandemic without me. So I like, you know, ran to the epicenter. I was like, guys, New York, I want to die with you. <laughs> um, so I went home and like, as I'm boarding a plane, I'm texting her. I was like, we should start a podcast. Like, I was just like, this is going to be bad. And I, my biggest worry for my mental health was like, I've never stopped before. I've learned a lot about myself over this time, but I've never, I've never stopped and like, not been creative and I was really worried that like I was going to lose my mind so a part of me was like if there's going to be no shows and I didn't I didn't think of zoom shows the world thought of zoom shows yeah right so, so my my initial thought was like fuck we need something we need something and so literally got home had the idea when I was texting her because we've been friends for like 15 years and then we started recording three days later and then two weeks later came out with our first three episodes and if people don't know you started at 16 doing yeah. comedy right yeah, yeah, yeah. so you literally like you're telling the truth and you're like, you don't know a moment. I don't not. know who I am without comedy. Yeah. I, actually, I kind of do. I was very sad. <laughs> I was very depressed. <laughs> you got a glimpse. It's not yeah, good. It's clinical depression. Um, <laughs> so I'm always just like, uh, if I stop, the sadness comes back. Um, the sadness has come back during comedy. Actually, more sadness. Right, probably. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I actually think some more sadness. But um, I it is to the point where therapy has helped me kind of unravel and, and um, kind of pull apart a little bit that notion because I was so my success was my value. You know, being funny is my value. Mm -hmm. Like I put so much um, uh, belief that this is the only thing that is good about me and the only thing that is important that when it didn't go well, I wasn't important anymore. And if, if people didn't like me in comedy, I didn't have values. So I've, it's not great. And I've had to do a lot of work with that. But I, it also, I think, saved me like as cheesy as that sounds. I was a deeply unhappy child. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, is it true? Because we should say the name of the podcast. Two non-doctors. Yeah, it is it, true. I am not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> End of the show. That's all I was really looking for. Is, uh, is it true that both you and Mich Michelle? Maria. Mar Maria. Maria. Why am I saying? Well, I got an M right. Yeah. Maria, is it true that your parents wanted you to be doctors? So Maria is 100% Egyptian. So just in general, it's lawyer, doctor. Those are her choices. Um, she's been disappointing them uh, forever. Um, and then my parents are veterinarians. Yeah, both so, of them. Both of them. Yeah. So... They owned animal hospitals. They've retired and sold it uh, since. But um, I, out of, there's five of us in my family. I was the crazy cat lady. Like I was, I was the child that loved cats, that was obsessed with it. That was like, I, I clearly now it's like that's not the thing you need to be obsessed with. It should be science. Um, but but enough so that my parents really thought that 
I was going to go down the path. I thought I was going to go down that path and, and how cushy my life would have been. I would have inherited a cat clinic. I would have, I would have had no troubles. I mean, it's hard to get into vet school and I'm a moron so that, you know, and my parents aren't like these rich people that could have gotten me in. They're just veterinarians. Right. People are just graduating. She fucking kidding. You know how much work I had to put in? Yeah. They're not going to be like the great Dr. James Mealy's daughter. It's just, they were veterinarians and they had a practice. I still had to like learn science and go. And I think when that started to set in, I was like, like, you know, like oh god um not that this path uh was any uh easier but i just um i'm i like science but i'm i'm not smart and i'm i i'm dyslexic my dad's dyslexic and he didn't discover it until he started having a bunch of dyslexic kids so god knows how hard it was for him in the 60s 70s oh my yeah no and wow. he's really dyslexic um and so there's five of us my sis my older sister and my younger brother are the least dyslexic and then us in the middle were all the most dyslexic and my my brother sam who's second youngest is like he was in special classes even in college and then ended up um dropping out but like i still struggle with it i don't like people looking at my notes i've lost set lists and my my anxiety is that they're going to see everything spelled wrong because for me i don't change the spelling but like if i was going to hand you my set list you know if you were like a booker or something i would i would um make spell check it but like all my notes are just jumbled messes well what about social media posts then um i make a lot of mistakes i get made fun of a lot um i had a friend my friend from high school i remember this so clearly it must have been like 10 years ago when Twitter was really starting to take off and I was trying to tweet more. Now it's like, it's never going to happen. Twitter's never going to happen for you, Liz. Um, But I would make mistakes and you can't correct them like you can on other posts. And she, she calls me up and she's like, if you would like to send me your tweets before you post them, I'd be happy to look at them. Didn't say like, Hey, this is wrong. I was like, how bad is it? She's like, it doesn't make sense. And I was like, okay. All right. As opposed to like, I get, you know, grammar Nazis. And it's your first of all, you're like, I'm using a four instead of F-O-R. Like, there's no rules on Twitter. Like, fuck off. If you know what it says, you know what it says. But um, in some ways, I the only time it really bothers me is I'll read it like 18 times and then I'll post it. And then there's a mistake. And I'm like, why, brain? Like, it makes me so upset. But like my newsletter for my fans at the end of it, it says, please don't like spell check that like oh, no. I'm I'm like literally because I'm so tired of those I'm like I'm yeah. dyslexic I did the best I can if you'd like to learn more about my dyslexia and then I link to um a conference I did for the dyslexic advantage like five years ago there you go. yeah it's yeah. how I made half my friends as they found this um talk I did but I'm just I do the best I can but it's not gonna get better yeah and if you're my friend it's horrible because like like if i'm if i'm like in a new relationship i'm like spell checking the shit out of every single text that i send you but my friends i bet no i've stopped like they they are it's like hieroglyphics they're like trying to figure out what this says like maria is the best at it maria is just like it seems like you're sad but there's four words missing and i was like oh i am i'm definitely sad she's like okay i i it took me like 10 minutes and that was really long for me so are you tired like your dyslexia is getting real bad today <laughs> like it's like so it's it's just um uh i don't know it's i i'm i'm just kind of y- used to people seeing my mistakes sure. but i try not to make them it's just it's never not, it's never going to be perfect so <laughs> <laughs> oh. and you wrote a book that's amazing. I did. I mean, the nice thing is, like, I had an editor, like, my poor editor, like, those, especially when he had to, he would literally call me up and he goes, three people looked at this. What is this word? And I would look at it and I'd be like, 
I don't know. I really don't know. I was like, I was like, let me look at it for a couple of days and I'll let you know. Like, so I, and I warned him too, when he gave me the the book deal, cause he like found me and he found a joke of mine and like kind of presented me with the idea for the book, which is a very backwards way of getting a book deal. Wow. Yeah. So I have you were a, discovered. I was discovered. I, it was so funny too. So, so basically my manager emails me and like, I don't know if you're like this, but like, I, I, first of all, I assume everybody is like a prince from Somalia that's trying to take money from me. Like I just, every email, I just don't trust it, I, everything. And, but then for some reason, my phone, if it's like, like an LA number, I'm like, Hollywood's calling. I was like, Hollywood, like <laughs> my manager is like called me three times. So it's always like either she's leaving or Hollywood's calling and it's usually they're leaving. So, um, she emails me about this book deal and she's like, you know, he saw this bit you did about cats. He he wanted to see if you wanted to write a book about cats. Are you interested? I was like, interested? I've been waiting 10 years for this. I was like, this is the only thing I can do. I was like, let's do it. So we set up the meeting and it's just this editor that had an idea. He's like, I have two cats with my wife. They're the worst, but I love them. And I wanted somebody with a perspective of like, they're the worst, but I love them. And that's pretty much how I talk about cats in general and pretty much everything. And so the bit he found, um, I never know what I titled it, but it was something like, um, everyone's one bad breakup away from owning a cat. And like the whole thesis of it is like, you don't buy a cat, like something bad has to happen to you. And then they fall into your life. And I love a good laugh. This is like, this is better than last night. Just like one laugh to the left. (laughs) Uh, I was just like, so it's perfect. Brandon, Um, you're killing it. Seriously. Best audience member. What are you doing tonight? I have a show at eight. Uh, yeah, managing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, so he, and I, I presented my idea. Like he was like, how would you write this? Presented it, made an outline and then got a book deal. And that's not how it works. Like I have a very cushy thing. And so I told him, I was like, I'm very upfront about, it. I was like, I'm dyslexic. It's going to be a jumbled mess. Like it makes sense, but there's good, like my grammar is horrific yeah, yeah. and my spelling. I, what I do a lot is I'll ask Siri, I'll be like, Siri, how do you spell appreciate Siri? How do you, but like, if you're in the flow of writing, you can't do that. Like, sure. I, you know what I mean? And that's why like my notebook is crazy. And that's why my first drafts are almost unreadable. And even I have trouble with them, but like, you don't break the flow to be like, Siri, how do you spell? I want to see that copy of the book. Cause could you, <laughs> could you have made one copy that just, is the rough draft of all your spelling you want to know who gets that that copy is whenever i sign books now because it's in permanent marker and i'm like okay what's your name justin and i'll go it's j-u-s-t-i-n right and they're like right and then i'll write a message and in the middle of writing the message i'm like i don't know how to spell this word and so then i'm just like and what i do is i just do like a sp question mark and i'm sorry <laughs> sad fa- like i'm sorry sad face well you're gonna get tested oh yeah so excited thanks for getting my book i bought the book uh, do you have cats we have one cat what's your, <laughs> you're like sad that, it, that, that there's no s of it what's your cat's name uh i don't want to tell you because oh is it a bad cat name yeah because i watched your uh I, well not the whole thing i'll be yeah. honest i watched part of your reading in the q a and stuff oh yeah, and yeah the chapter you read from the book oh yeah i'm real mean YouTube, about it is about cat names it's like a scathing op-ed about cat names yeah i took it personally <laughs> what's your cat's name Meow meow. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I know it is. Did you name your cat? Jokingly. Meow? And then it just stuck. Yes. So, okay. So this is my next question. What is the actual name that, like, what do you actually call your cat? Because everybody has, like, what the veterinarian knows and how you introduce it. Oh, I know. Uh, no, we. So you're like, meow, meow, meow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I have a daughter whose nickname is, is Mew Mew. Is Nunu. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> wow. Which is a weird variation, shortening, mispronunciation of peanut. Peanut, penu, nunu. That's how we got to nunu. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, it gets confusing in the house sometimes. I'm sure it does. Nunu, stop. Meow, meow. Get, nunu, yeah. get down. Like, oh, nunu, no, did you shit on the carpet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. It's funny because I am, and it's all like it's truly like there's like research in this book, but there's also a lot of like pin, opinion, and um, I I won't back down. I will fight everybody on it. Um, but I just I'm so like it's it's not going to college. Fucking just have fun with it. My brother, I made me so proud. My brother, there's a toad. My parents just moved. My brother lives with them. There's a toad that visits him every day, and he sends a group text to me and my sister, Emmy, and he was like, we need to name it. I see him every day. Please tell me your name option. So I gave, like, a whole list. I went I went from, like, real weird, like, fuck, go fuck yourself, Carl, full name, go fuck yourself, Carl, yeah. to, to like, um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and then the last one was Coupons. And my sister's like, Coupons. And he was like, and this toad is now named Coupons. And I was like, fuck, I gave you such a great name. I was like, coupons would be a great cat name. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I can't believe I gave this toad my best cat name. Like, I was like, for days, I was like, fuck, I fucked up. I named two cats in a previous relationship, and I stand by these a little more. Okay. Frankie. Okay. Rocco. Okay, not bad. Oh, you didn't like Rocco. Yeah, I just, you didn't I like would have Rocco. to meet the cat, if I'm being really honest. Because some, some really do, like, somebody would be like, this is my cat, Steve. And I'd be like, that's bad. And then you meet Steve, and you're like, that's a Steve. Yeah. Like, that's on, like, he's wearing a tie. Like, that's a Steve. Um, but, I don't know, I. I took Rocco as someone with attitude. Okay. Cat had a lot And of I do like it when people, like, I'll be very frank, my cat had her name before I even met her. Like, I knew I was going to name a cat Pasta. So it really just didn't matter what the cat what it, the cat's name was going to be Pasta. And that's that's on me. I, I kind of, like, that's not the best way to do it. But then I met her, and I was just like, you're a Pasta. Um, I don't know. I just want people to be crafty with it. Because think about how much judgment you get for, like, a kid's name. Like, there's just so much judgment there. Oh, and, I'm super judgy <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely so my youngest brother's name is greg and i was 11 years old when greg was born i'm the second oldest and my parents were like we're gonna go with greg or harrison and i was like harrison and they're like why not greg and i was like because there's a greg in my class and he's an asshole like i was like i don't it's a bad name it's yeah, a yeah. gross name and then they went with greg harrison and i was like and then we tried calling him harry for a while and we just didn't keep with it so now my brother hates it but i'm like and He's a lovely man. My brother's a great person. But I was like, it's a bad name. It's a shitty name. Greg is the worst name. It doesn't matter how many G's you put on it. You can't fix it. It's a. It's just a bad name. Greg, Craig, all those names. Horrible names. Gregory. Gregory. What do we go? What do? It's like it's just it's just bad. I was um I'm writing a script right now and I went. Liz just got engaged to Gregory. What I, do you guys I think? kind of I feel bad because if I ever meet like the man of my dreams and his name is Greg, I'm gonna be like. Can I just start calling you a different name? Just because I just want to see if this really is going to work out. Um, can I just give you a different name? He's like, and he tells me his middle name is like, it's like Greg Craig. Like it's like something horrible. Um, but, uh, oh, crap. I'm sorry. I cut no, you. No, 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 no. I, um. Your brother's name. You were going to say about him. He's a great guy. He is a good, he's a good kid. He's a good person. It's just, it's just a bad name. You know what? If, if you, maybe that'll come back to you. But I was going to say that, uh. One of the things in your in your book, because I, I uh, unlike you know, like if you watch one of these late night talk shows, they're like, "Oh yeah, I read the book. I didn't yeah. get it in time to read." It. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. So I had the chance to glance through it. Okay. Um, and one fine. of the things I saw is you. There's a part of naming some of the more famous cats that are out there. 
right? Like grumpy cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's to me, it's just about um it, the different breeds. So like what, like so like dogs have breeds. Like they have both. Like that's a German Shepherd, that's a Great Dane, and there are cat breeds. There is like the Russian Blue and right. like whatever. There's a bunch of fucking... my mind is blown, and people know that. Well, I, I only know it because my parents are vets. But like, no, you're a rich old lady. That kids have gone to college if you have a breeded cat like it's just not oh, something yeah, right. you know what i mean like you don't have to i'm not saying breeded dogs aren't expensive but it's more commonplace to get a breeded dog you most cats like my mom i would be like oh the cat's really pretty what is it and she'd be like it's a domestic short hair and i'd be like mom it has long hair she's like oh it's a domestic long hair like it's just she just didn't care and they're all they're just she's basically just saying it's a mutt like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. nobody cares that cat fucked an alley cat and that cat fucked another alley cat and now it's blue like yeah. it doesn't matter um so you just don't think that way. Cats really are just like free. Like if you're paying for a cat, you're usually paying because it already got its vaccinations. Like they're just, yeah. they're just not, um, nobody cares, which is sad. Um, but uh, to me, I, so I was in Europe, this was maybe five years ago. And keep in mind, my mom watches my cat when I'm gone. So it's my cat's already a burden to her life. Sure. And my mom sends me a picture of a kitten with one eye. And she goes, do you want it? And I was like, yeah, I want it. You know I want it. Why would you send that? Like, I'm overseas. You, you're watching my cat. Of course I want this one-eyed cat. I love, a, I love a broken cat. Like, I love a cat that just, like, encapsulates how I feel about myself. And then she was just like, do you really want it? I was like, no, Mom, I can't have another cat. Like, I can't, like, as a human, have another cat. Like, I can't be a single person with another cat. I also can't be a comedian with another cat. And also, do you want to be watching this cat? I was, like, so mad at her. And then three days later, she goes, oh, it actually doesn't have one eye. It had some kind of like it had something wrong with it and we cleaned it and fixed it and it and cleared it up and it, it just its eye opened and it actually has an eye. I was like, oh, good, because I didn't I couldn't handle another cat like oh. like but I call those pirate cats like I like like I like renaming like I like my sister's cat has three legs and that it's a pirate cat like she's adorable. Well, then I should let you know that our cat has some sort of disorder where it has four <laughs> legs. Yeah, but it basically only uses three. Does it have, is it a neurological? Yes. So my parents, when or I was. it'll walk and then like does slump it, over. But does it like tap dance a yeah. little bit? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can't okay. jump. It doesn't yeah. really jump. <laughs> it's the best videos where you see them. They're like, you really are like, oh, they've been practicing. They're ready. And then they just, go, like yeah. they just fall. She looks drunk. Yeah. yeah so I call her handy cat. Oh, nice. See, yeah. these are all the good, good nicknames. Yeah. So, um. My parents had these two kittens they could not get rid of because they had these neurological diseases. We named them Rocky and Boinkle. My mom loves the pairing. Like, she'll call anything peanut butter and jelly. Like, she's that's that's her thing. I let her have it. Um, so Rocky and Boinkle, I was also too young to have authority. Um, so Rocky and Boinkle never got adopted, and they became practice cats. And they were awesome because they were just fucking nuts. So the way it set up, this cat clinic was basically a house they convert, like a, a ranch house they converted into a practice. So it has the... Um, uh, the reception area and I would either do my homework, um, you know, in the kind of the lobby area or like behind where all the receptionists were. Yeah. And I remember so clearly I was sitting on the ground doing my homework and this woman had like a pen. This is in the nineties. So this woman had a pen with a little fluffy thing on top of it, oh, pretty sure. much like a cat toy at, at this mm -hmm. point. And she's writing a check and Rocky was like, are you fucking kidding me? Ran up, like fumbled on top of the reception, grabbed the pen and like flew off, hit his head and just kept and like slid, like just slid. And we never saw the pen again. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he's, oh, and you could hear it the whole time. Cause he's like tapping, he's running into, it was like the sloppiest, like, like thievery I've ever seen, yes. but it was amazing. I and know. every, and everybody 
just accepted it. They were like, oh, let's get you another pen. Like, yeah. you know? It's amazing. Our cat can, yeah, it'll you know take three steps and fall over. But if you get it going, it looks like it's completely, like, yeah. it has no disorder. Yeah, you just got to wind it up. Yeah, wind it up. <laughs> yeah, really. uh, so, Lori Kilmartin, a few years ago, wrote a book about dead people. Like, Dead People yeah. Suck, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. So then when you write a book about dead people, then you meet people, strangers, and they know about that. Then they bring their dead people stories. Yes. So now you have that... So of, as more and more people find out about your book, they're going to be bringing you their stories. So, correct? so I've always, it's actually, I, this came from like, this was already my life in a lot of ways. So I, um, I posted this a couple of years ago, right as like almost a month later, I got the book deal, but basically people would send me unsolicited cat pictures all the time. So okay. I do something called Catterday. Yes. Didn't make it up, but basically every Saturday I post a picture of a cat. Sometimes it's my cat, but I'm like, I'm really dorky. Like we could be walking down the street and if I see a cat, I'd be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I'm like on the ground, like it's National Geographic and I'm taking pictures. I'm just an insane person. And I've gotten really into it. And now I have like a better phone and I'm just like, oh my God, cats in HD. Like I'm very excited about it. And I'll be like, I'll be like fishing for compliments. I was like, this is probably my best cat picture. And then my fans will be like, this is pretty good. And I was like, I don't, it's, one of my best cat like it's not pretty good it's like a great cat picture i've been doing pretty good for years yeah this is this is this is new level cat pictures (laughs) so so as a way to not completely be a crazy cat lady i decided i'm only going to post pictures on saturday for catterday and then it just became something because like i use social media so much for work and it's so much a a thing i have to do that saturday cat pictures is something i enjoy doing i'm proud of this picture i'm excited about it um so um fuck Uh my brain's messed up what did we start talking about oh so anyway so people send me cat pictures all the time their cats a picture they saw memes whatever and and when some when you haven't already talked to somebody in instagram it goes it goes in a restricted folder in your messages and your dms oh yeah so like if you've never messaged me before or we're not friends it'll go into a restricted folder and then any pictures you send are blacked out and every time you tap it it becomes more and more and unblurred because of dick pics oh i've only shows i've never yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. don't don't have that problem don't want to brag um but wow so so keep in mind i get these things and i'm like tap could be a dick, could be a cat. Tap. Could be a dick, could be a cat. And then you're like, oh, it's a cat. But like, it's so many messages, a lot from dudes. And then 98% of the time, I've got a couple of dick pics and I'm just like, you know, it's a little furry. You have summer. Um, but, but so Put that, that one up for adoption. Yeah. Honestly. So anyway, this guy wrote, I'm going to like butcher my, my, this thing that happened. And I put it in the book. This guy wrote, um, do you want to see my cat? That's all he wrote. And I was like, as long as it's not of a euphemism. And so then he sent me like seven pictures of his cat. And it was just such a funny exchange that I posted it. And next thing you know, I got 400 pictures of cats that day. And I just, and it became its own thing. And people are sending me funny pictures and silly pictures and cute pictures. So now that the book is out, people are sending me pictures of their cat on top of the book, reading the book. You know what I mean? Like kicking the book. I love, I love it so much. It really, like my friend actually sent one where he had the book on top of the cat and the cat genuinely was like, go fuck yourself. Like, like, (laughs) and I was like, this is my favorite picture. But like, I've been joking at the end of the shows, like reach your cat 20 minutes every day. That's how you build a good relationship. If you don't have a good relationship, I guess you haven't been reading to your cat. So like, there's this, like, I really enjoy the silliness. People have written um, Amazon reviews from the perspective of their cat. Oh, my God. My uncle just sent me a picture of his dog reading the book. And I was like, see, it's for everybody, guys. Like, come on. (laughs) I had the thing where I was uh, I ended up buying it from Barnes and Noble online. 
But when I went to go search it, I couldn't remember the exact title. So I searched, you know where this is going, <laughs> Cat Assholes. <laughs> Which makes me... And all... I found it. Yeah. Yes. Search engines, hashtags, they're all working. Um, the the My favorite thing, and I'm I'm so grateful that my, my editor and the publishers are just great people, is the, the, I know. the page numbers are cat buttholes. Yeah. And uh, chapter 10, or whatever uses a Roman numeral. <laughs> yes, is perfect. Is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so funny because this, this book is for no one. I just, I, I it's silly. It's very a specific audience, but I'm... I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but we we do stand up and everything gets tested. You know, every thought, you know, first it's like I think of it, maybe I test it on my sister or like another comic and then I test it on stage. And then by by the time it's on TV or online, if you don't like it, it, you don't matter. It's I know it works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It might not be for you, but this joke structurally, it works. Ninety percent of the time it does well. My book, my mom read it. Just so I was like, make sure I don't say anything stupid, like yeah. in, in uh, factually not true. My mom read it and my editor read it. That's it. And then I put it out. And like I sent it to a, like I have a friend who's an equine vet. I sent a couple of them, but they all have jobs and they're like important people. So I was like, if you don't have time. And so I put this thing out with two. One person made me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And the other person chose me. So there's a part of me that like when they were like, this is great. I'm like, is it though? Like I've never written 200 pages and then put it out there. So when people, like, I put it out so insecure where I was like, I hope you like it. I don't know who this is for. And then people are like, this is great. And I'm like, is it? Could you tell me why? Yeah, so like, I can tell people? <laughs> yeah, because I just don't. And then I hired uh, this PR woman who's wonderful. And she was like, who do you want this to go to? I was like, are there cat podcasts? Like, what? I, I was on, like, seven cat podcasts. Okay, I was just going to ask you, how are you getting the word out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on seven cat podcasts, did not know. And they were so cute because then, then I'm thinking, oh, no, this is the real, t- these are real cat ladies like oh, what yeah. if they don't like it so they'd be like oh my god it's factual i learned so much it's funny it's so funny and i'm like okay these are my people this is who cares what other people think of it these are my people they liked it but i have to say i put it out and i've just been like this is the feedback and it's too late to change anything yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's been I, i've been very grateful but i also know it's very specific oh i need to go find one of these you talking to the cat podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got to look that because it's, it's a lot of like cat behavioralist or like women that rescue cats like it's it's people that this is their life but i'm like like i and i even got a couple messages from people that heard me on those cat podcasts and i just have so many questions like the girl that listens to the cat podcast like what are the other podcasts you listen to like it's so specific. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. cause like if I have a cat issue, I ask my mom and if my mom doesn't know, I Google it. Like those are my choices. But like somebody every day is like, yeah, my cat still sucks. I'll just keep listening to a podcast till she gets better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that, that thought process yeah. is. I'm going to finish reading your book and I, I know I'm going to relate to it because I am another, I have a love hate. When we, this cat came to our house, I never, I never welcomed it in the house. It, <laughs> it was our friend found it near her house uh it needed a home my wife was like yes this is what we're looking for and i was like no i don't i don't want a cat i don't want a cat i never said yes yeah yeah you know how many times my wife has cleaned the cat box never zero never but do you love this cat i hate love this cat so much what or love hate both both so much 
What is what, I'm, I'm the cat's favorite person, and I don't want to be the cat's favorite person. Well, that's because that's because you're ignoring. That's because you don't want to. Yeah. Like anybody that's allergic or doesn't care, they like it. Really, is as somebody that has like a needy attachment thing. When somebody's just like, "Yeah, you're not my cup of tea," I'm like, "I could change you." Yeah, just give me a chance. Uh-huh. Just yeah. get to know me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think every cat is just like, "Oh, you don't want this." Well, guess who's going to be peeing with me on their lap? Yep. <laughs> Oh, you're sleeping? I'm in your face. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing about your cat, and what's your least favorite thing about your cat? Um, least favorite is when, I, when I'm when i done playing with her. I will get the little, you know, the little feather thing, like yeah. chase around, chase around. But if I'm not in the mood to do that, and she's just, like, bugging me, like, staring, 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 yeah. staring. Like a dog that begs is what is the cat does. Yeah, the yeah, cat yeah. begs. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like being begged okay. by a cat. Okay. Um. What is the best part? No, I, 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 <laughs> the truth is I was, when I was a kid, I was the one. I like how you're like, this is my podcast. Fuck you. I'm not going to fucking build up this cat. It's a piece of shit. I no, never wanted it. No, it's not. When I was a kid, I was the one that had to push my parents so hard because we didn't have a pet other than like a, uh, a fish or a bird or something. Yeah. yeah. I was like, please. The yeah. dog was out of the question. Yeah. I was the one that pushed for cats when I was a kid. So I was yeah. like, I was the one that pushed for cats. During uh, when Rocco and Frankie were around, so yeah. no, I love cats. Yeah, um, they, yeah. I, I, I mean, the amount of times like I trip over my cat all the time because she's very needy, and the I've said the meanest things to her. Like, and to the point where even my roommates have been like, Jesus Christ, like I was cooking and she was following, you know, you're cooking, you go to the fridge, you, you're over here, you're like, and I tripped over twice and I was like, you know what I'm fucking doing? Like, are you crazy? Like, just sit still and I'll drop chicken at some point. But like, what are we doing? Like, truly crazy. And Mm -hmm. then she had cancer and I had a pillar. She like, the chemo was this pill. So three days, three days a week I had a pillar and I'm better than average. You know, I'm not like as good as my mom, but I'm not like I've never pilled a cat before. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I would say I have about a 60 percent success rate, but I'm on the floor rolling around with this cat. And then sometimes I think I got it and then I'll see her spit it out like a couple feet. Ago, and I'm like, do you want to fucking die? Do you want to fucking die? I'm not going to kill you. You're going to slowly die from cancer because you don't <laughs> fucking understand. Like just crazy. Just I'm allowed to curse, right? Sure. Is this the wrong time yeah. to ask? Uh- <laughs> Now she is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, they're just, I, what I love about them is they're just so, I feel like I've like, as somebody that's just been this kind of like insecure, wants people to like them kind of person their whole life. Like it's really refreshing to have almost like a big sister in a cat, like where they're just like, yeah, just do your thing. And if they don't like you, they're not for you. You're like, oh, this is some really great advice, Pasta. Thank you so much. Like, she's not going to change. So I either accept her as she is or I get rid of her. And I feel that same way about myself. This is who I am. I I can improve and I'm trying to be better. But, you know, I'm 35. This is is pretty much it. Um, And and then there's people in my life, like, they show up, like my buddy Burkash. He's always late. He's been late for almost 20 years. And I remember the moment I started showing up late too. I hate being late. I hate it. It like my dad's voice is in my head. I feel like people are judging me. I feel like I'm a bad person and that's fine for me, but that's not how Burkash was raised. He's always going to be 15 minutes late. So I started showing up only 10. Like I can't, I can't do the full 15. (laughs) I would show up 10 minutes late. You're aware of it. So it doesn't really count. And so now, yeah, exactly. And so now it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because this is this is just who Burkash is. Mm-hmm. And so it's it slowly, I think you just start to learn the same way that you accept your friends, you accept your partner, you start to accept your pets and you go, this is, 
this is who they are. I'm never going to like, I'm never going to wear a sweatshirt and she's not going to try to like terrorize the strings. Like it's just never going to happen. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give a brag about our cat. Okay. So I have three daughters and my youngest is what? 19 months now. So we have the baby gates all over the place. Yeah. The litter box is up like in the laundry room. Right. Uh, the cat, you know, probably hangs out in the living room to get, there's a gate at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> So we have, we had one of those little, um, you know, you can buy those stairs. Like we had the set of stairs yeah. for the cat to get into the bed with us. <laughs> well, now I know. By the way, my cat uh, podcast is on uh, Sundays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I'm so sorry for this to bleed in. <laughs> <laughs> crossover. And um, so we, we moved the cat stairs from the, the bed upstairs to the side of the, how do I say this? The side of the staircase to go upstairs is like open there's um there's slots that is just big enough for the cat to squeeze through yeah so at the bottom of the stairs is the gate so the so the baby can't go up yeah we are big enough to step over it but then on the side is a little opening cat goes up the stairs and... yeah so she's i love the fact that we set yeah. that up and she figured out i know how to get to my yeah, yeah. Box. I yeah. Do this little yeah, yeah i'm not gonna shit on the carpet i'm gonna go where i'm supposed to go yeah so i'm pretty proud of that yeah, I just, I think they're pretty, and that's also what's annoying is you're trying to keep something from them and they just do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to get what they want when they want it. And yeah. so that's that's where the frustration is. But also when you're like, I'm going to make this like a whole obstacle horse. And they're just like, I love obstacle horses. Like, they're like, a minute. Yeah. The and be- with her weird leg, it's even more difficult. Oh, yeah. So. Even, yeah. She's got our neurological. Mm-hmm. I like the cats that, that just like, it doesn't look like they can get through. Like, it's the bottom of a door or something. And you're just like, like, I have it in my book too. Like, they're like liquid. Like, they just seem to like you realize that they're mostly fur their bones clearly are like snake-like yeah. and they just it's the very that's why a small percentage of us should fear them fear cats yeah. oh i think we should all fear cats yeah. if they don't like you they will let it be known yeah damn right i have one final question we'll end it with this okay. you can answer this however way you want okay. how many cats is too many cats i i have a whole system so i to me it's about space you know what I mean? So if you have a big ass farm or whatever, you know, that's going to you can have as many as you want. I have an apartment. I have two roommates and I'm single. I think you have to take in marital status. I think mm-hmm. you have to take in space. And I also think you have to take in just like the quality of both of your lives. My apartment is small for me. It's not fair to my kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, her wind sprints are just so muted. She could have been like a Hussein Bolt, but she can't because there's so many. It's not enough space. Short bursts. So, yeah. She's just, she, you know, she wants to vault. She can't. There's not. So I just, to me, it makes me sad when somebody's like, oh, I have five cats. Is that too many? And I go, well, how big is your house? Like, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad about their lot in life, yeah. but five cats in an apartment is that's overcrowding that's mm-hmm. that's those are covid restrictions you know what i mean like that's going to be a problem so there's a part of me that it, if you're if you're okay with the message that sound cuz at the end of the day five dogs is a lot mm-hmm. so it's not even just that kind of cat lady stereotype it's it's a lot of animals is a like a part of me is like do you have problems being alone like that's it's just a lot of other but i think if you have the space you have the support you know they're well taken care of i think it doesn't really matter but for me i'm not going to go over one until i either have a bigger place or somebody is not scared of that fact yeah there you go (laughs) there you go uh well that's it people need to 
by themselves a copy of this book. I heard yeah. you don't have them here in Minneapolis with you. No, I not only did I run out, but I reached out to my editor to be like, can I get more? And they're like, we're out. Like we had to reprint more. So wow. that feels good. People are buying them. It wasn't even at the nearest Barnes and Noble to, to my house. Ooh. I had to travel. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, I'm very honored. Uh, I'm gonna sign the shit out of that book. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask you to sign this when we're done here. Why cats are assholes. People should get a copy of that. People should listen to two non doctors. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you super fast. I learned from listening to your podcast I need to clear I need to clean my earbuds out more. Yeah. And I need to stop. I move. I swear to God, I was listening two days ago and I did this and it has changed my life. So I thank you and I thank Maria as well. <laughs> yeah. I was getting a sore neck a lot being in my car driving. I really? moved my seat up. Ah! I don't lean forward. I was in my car two hours yesterday and did not have a sore neck. You have gotten rid of my sore neck. Oh! I- I that, swear to you. That makes me so happy because we, we say don't listen to us. We're morons. We literally say we, everything we talk about is with little to no accuracy. We're, we're just Googling and we're very honest about the fact that we're idiots. But at the same time, like we were curious and that's really where it comes yeah. from. And so I, you know, I've been struggling with my neck and, and I am getting older, but I was like, it can't just be that. Like I, I refuse to believe that like I hit 35 and then all of a sudden my bones stop working. So what am I doing wrong? So it was really interesting that like, of course we always look to be like, okay, maybe it's sleep. But then they said the car thing, we're both really short. She's four eleven, I'm five one. So it was like sitting too far from the steering wheel and we're laughing because we're like, dude, if an airbag goes off, we're going to die because we're just like right there. But I want to read those things and put that out there. And that makes me so, I'm so proud of us. And I'm not short, but it, it worked. Yeah. I promise you it worked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So my seat's like a, I don't know, two, two notches shorter or yeah. closer. Yeah. And it's changed everything. Yeah. So there you go. I'm a hero. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Boom. Oh.